You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Hi, welcome to part two of our interview with Mark Amaro Pinkham. You're very welcome on behalf of Angel Rose and myself to our World of Empowerment podcast. In the first part of this interview, we discussed many things that we believe Mark is very brave in bringing forward and discussing. And in this part, we bring the whole thing to a conclusion. So stay with us and let us know what you think at the end. Well, I, I take him around Sedona and I show him what I believe it to be the red rock vestiges of ancient Polycopy. And most of these are like statues or images on this pyramid rock, but there's more, most of like kind of images that are really so, I believe, so perfect that there's no way that they could have possibly have just developed naturally that way. Um, so that's, that's what I show them that. that, that tends to make them believer. But I also, there's, there's also a backstory to everything, to everything that I show them. And that backstory relates to the Pleiadians or the creators of Polycopy and, and to the geology and to all these different other facets of, of Sedona. So there's a, a lot of backstory involved with taking them to these places and, and showing them what I believe to be the, the remnants. And, of polycopy, and I think that you know I've been able to make a few believers of people. Right. Yeah. 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 Because some of them are pretty yeah. amazing, you know, and yeah. and and even a even a geologist. I haven't taken them out, but um, I'd be surprised if they uh, completely dismissed Sedona as just being all natural, because I've been around the world. And I've never seen any place like Sedona where you have so many of these images, mm. you know, these like these perfect images that people don't know, yeah. have a clue who put them there, why they put them there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk to us too, Mark, about the connection between the rocks and the ley lines and how all that works and branches out to the rest of the planet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, according to tradition, um, the, when the Pleiadians came here, they first went to the crown chakra of the era, and they and and they they harnessed that energy by making a huge Shiva linga, which is an energy generator right on the crown chakra, which today is Mount Kailash, and that tied into the energy grid, and so all the energy that was emanated and generated by that Shiva linga traveled around the planet. Then they came here, which is the root chakra, which is just like every person has a root chakra that feeds their entire body via these subtle meridians, this serves that function for the world. And so what the Pleiadians did is, is they created all these rock formations here in grid patterns. So they, they would join their energies together because um, their idea was they wanted to really empower Sedona to, so that would empower and evolve the whole planet. So they made these grids, but they also made them out of red rock. And so underneath these grids and these red rock formations, you've got this huge, huge vortex, 50 mile diameter vortex. So the Pleiadians wanted to even amplify that vortex even more. So 
they made the statues and temples out of the red rock, which would move the energy underneath them very quickly because the red is iron. And within the red rock is also crystal, the crystal to amplify it, magnify it. And so when you add these red rock formations into grid formations, they, they all join their energies together. And you have to remember that um, also that within the root chakra is the planetary kundalini. So that's added to it, which is very, very powerful. Um, now the court of the king that I talked about, that the king of the world has his court here, is right in the very center of this 50 mile diameter vortex. And so the king of the world and according to one tradition, he manifests here in Sedona in an energy body, which is pure fire kundalini. And this is what even the Hopis say about what they believe the king of the world is, Masao. And so he's adding his own energy also into this grid, this right. dynamic energy grid that the Pleiadians created here. Mm. And so um, I can show... Where I like I showed you and I can show other people who come here how that energy then moves into gigantic ley lines that uh, encompass the whole world right. and, 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 and then energizes the whole entire planet and all the different life forms. And they're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're familiar. When you were showing us your altar a little earlier, you mentioned about Archangel Michael. And we're familiar with the uh, the Michael line that runs mm -hmm. down from Glastonbury and down across Mont Saint-Michel and through various uh, sacred sites in Italy and on into Palestine. Mm -hmm. How is that part of the grid that you're talking about and in what way are they connected? Well, definitely they're all, they're, they're all connected simply because those Michael lines connect with the planetary grid and so do these. So, but they're also, I think that they have found that there are certain angular alignments with the energy lines emanating out of Sedona um, in connection to places like um, Stonehenge and Glastonbury and certainly Mount Kailash and Tiwanaku. So I believe that most all of these major energy places and vortexes are, are, are in a kind of a direct alignment with each other. Okay, yeah, yeah. And would the Egyptians have known about Sedona at, at the height of their era? I believe that they did. Yeah, I believe that they did. Um, well, they, for one thing, according to the Hopis, they had they had ships, they had starships, mm. and so they could encircle the whole planet within a matter of minutes. Right. So they yeah. knew exactly what was going on everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But they also were more psychically inclined, and so they could see these vortexes, and. And they could see that the vortexes naturally make pyramidal shapes, mm -hmm. right? So the blueprint's already there, right? And so all they have to do is kind of fill in the blueprint. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
there are many people who are very concerned about the way the world is going now, mostly politically, economically, and perhaps earth changes too, environmentally. How can what you know about Sedona and, and the ley lines and the king of the world, how can that help us? Or why, why is the world seemingly going down the, the tubes? The plug hole. The plug hole. <laughs> down the plug hole. Yeah. Well, um, I think that we're, we're getting a grasp on how we can help the world. Let's face it, right? With climate change and so forth. And, yeah. Um, and reusable, renewable energy sources. Yeah. This sort of thing. And we're going to know more, I'm sure. And I think that is part of what's going to be coming with the return of these extraterrestrials that they'll be giving us that technology um, but in terms of the earth and humanity going downhill at this point part of being at the end of an age is burning up some very very intense intense karmas right so that you can start the new age with a kind of a clean slate Right. And so this is kind of what's happening now. And so this is this is karma from uh, since the sinking of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. So this is 12,000 years of karma right now that we're ending. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's bound, things are bound to intensify pretty right. a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, well, there's no way we could start with a clean yeah. slate, right? So the way you explain that, it, it's like it takes the fear out of the future because a, a, a lot of people are in fear of the future because it is so chaotic. But the way you describe it is like, let's just get through it. It's like, as you said, burning off that karma. Let's just get through it. And the, on the other side is a more, more glorious, more glorious future. Yeah. And I, and I, and there again, there's that draws in the uh, reason that Amma's here now, because you find so often at the end of an age, the avatar appears, the end mm -hmm. and the beginning of the, the new age. Interesting. And one reason that they appear at the end is so we don't destroy the planet. Right. Yeah. 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 And, the, and then they, they stick around for the beginning of the age so they can give a, a uh, a new dispensation of, of, of sacred wisdom, the sacred truths mm -hmm. that then will be carried into the next age. Yeah, yeah. Now there are many, especially those of a of a Christian belief system, who would say that that's the return of the Christ. Is is are we speaking about the same thing, but different personalities, perhaps? Well, my uh, belief is um, the return of the Christ will be the return, um, will be the Christ consciousness in general, right? Mm -hmm. um, because the return, the original Christ is, is not the one we call Jesus. The original Christ is the one that we call Sanatana. And so... The real return of the original Christ will be when the majority of humanity 
becomes the Christ or achieves Christ consciousness because the Lord of the world, the King of the world, Sanatana, he's the collective conscious of us right. all. And so we're a reflection of him. So when we have achieved Christ consciousness, so is he, and then, then you have uh, completed the return yeah. of the Christ. That's the, I believe that is right. the true So it's Christ. not a personality that we're talking about. We're talking about an awareness Exactly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. And what do you know about all the underground tunnels all through Europe? What were they for? Well, Why I, do they connect to everywhere? Well, I believe, and I mentioned this during our tour, that humanity didn't have the technology to create them. They, they would have had to have been uh, created by higher intelligence, I think, extraterrestrials. But I mean, the legend is that the extraterrestrials knew what was coming. They knew, for example, that there was going to be the planetary deluge and that many humans were going to want it to go inside the earth to, to, to survive. And this is what you find. This is, this is the legend of all the Native Americans in Arizona or Southwest. That's where they went. Mm -hmm. And so they must have been invited, you know, to come in. But that's also the legend of all the, the, the tunnels and caverns and temples, underground temples of ages, you know, that they were created by extraterrestrials, but also the Lemurians themselves that came and pitched in and helped because they, because they knew that some, something was coming. They, there was many prophecies at the time mm -hmm. of what was coming in terms of uh, meteors and comets and you name it. There were so many different prophecies. And so the, uh, I believe this is the main reason that these were created. But some, some people also say, and I don't know about this for sure, but that the very first civilizations on this planet were interplanetary civilizations. And that this is, this has been the case in planets throughout the galaxy. Which could very well be, and there's so many stories of people going inside the earth mm -hmm. and coming out with these amazing, amazing tales of what they experienced there. There's, there's whole civilizations there, so right. that that could be too. I I'm not one of them, so I can't really right. yeah. say much more about that. Yeah. I want to ask you. We we get asked a lot from people who believe that there's a negative agenda going on on earth and perhaps it's coming from Hell. politics you said <laughs> maybe from politics or from alien races but they, they clearly believe that there's a negative agenda why why do you think i mean is there a negative agenda first of all and if so what what is its purpose you have to you have to remember we're we're still deeply entrenched in the age of materialism, and uh, and so the focus of that is finances, money, possessions, you know, whatever we can get on the material plane, and so this is what this is how our society has developed a very materialistic society, and. Um, and because of capitalism, you've got, you know, you know, less than 1% of the world owning most of the world, which is fine. Um, 
But the thing of it is, they're the ones that have the agenda because they own everything. And so their agenda is simply to keep the infrastructure the way it is and, and make more money because that's all they know. They're businessmen. That's what they do. They right. make they make money. Um, so I don't think that it's intentionally to keep down the spiritual consciousness because they don't really know anything about the spiritual consciousness. So it's not intentionally to do that. Gotcha. They are just following the path that they were given mm. at birth. You know, right. this is all they know. Make more money, keep the infrastructure going, mm -hmm. you know, not having to pay a lot of taxes and, and, and not and therefore not create a more of a um, a socialistic kind of, mm. uh, you know. So you don't think society. there's anything that might have an alien intention to what's going on then? Well, I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but. One thing I did mention to you on the tour, I think I mentioned this, is, is that throughout the throughout history, all these so many of these alien races, and now we're accusing them, right, like the reptilians, as being the ones that are behind the conspiracy and the mm -hmm. Anunnaki and so forth and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, throughout history, they could have taken over humanity in a heartbeat if they wanted to. I mean, they all could have, and we could have gotten taken over and, and, and become slaves to, to this star race or that race a hundred different times. Mm -hmm. Why didn't it happen? Why? Why didn't it happen? Yes. It's my belief system that since we are Pleiadians, that they are the ones that have been protecting us. And in fact, I, I've, I've heard uh, people uh, associated with NASA and people that have had a lot of ET encounters saying something very, very similar, that it's this place is this part of the galaxy is kind of quarantined. And the only ones that can really do much here are the Pleiadians, you know, and so we mm -hmm. have been actively being protected by them. And it's the only thing that really makes sense to me. Like I said, you know, we would have been mm -hmm. taken over, conquered a zillion different times by now if they if we hadn't been protected. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 What about the flat earth theory? What's your take on that, Mark? It's stupid. <laughs> what else am I going to say? <laughs> I really don't have much else to say. I mean, it's like QAnon. I mean, it's just, I just kind of put my hands over my ears and say, I, you know, I don't want to hear this. It's just, this is nuts, you know? Mm. It's not in my reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, have you any idea of what the fifth world will look like? I mean, and I'm asking, I suppose, with two hats on, a spiritual hat and a practical 3D hat. In other words, would it look the same in terms of streets and buildings and traffic lights and cars and, you know, or, or will it be, will it be different somehow? Hmm. Will it be enteric in some way? Well, I, will our communications I be telepathic? as opposed to telephone. I think that we're going to, well, initially it's going to be those that are more psychically inclined that have the third eye open. And they're going to be living in both dimensions at once, you know. Um, and then eventually more and more people will be living in those dimensions. And, and I think what, one thing we're going to find is when we connect with those dimensions, we are going to see a lot of architecture and we're going to learn a lot of things. Um, mm. Uh, have a lot of Gnostic revelations mm -hmm. that have come, come through us because the original, I believe the original pyramids and temples were created by masters who 
who had their crown chakras open, they were completely open to these higher intelligences. And so they, they basically channeled the blueprints and then they just went out and made them. And so I think this is what's going to be, be happening now. Um, mm. As more and more of us kind of can get our egos out of the way, um, we're naturally going to become, become channels for this kind of thing. But also, as I said, you know, I think that uh, the extraterrestrials that have been here before, such as, such as like mainly as the Pleiadians, are going to come with all their, all of their technology, so much of it, um, which they gave us before, and, and now they'll, you know, we've lost it all or whatever, or it's been hidden, and, and, uh, um, and they're going to do so again. And we'll get a lot of ideas, I mean, what, just here, Polypathy, what I've seen in these other dimensions is just just unbelievable. It's just, and I think that if more people could see that, mm-hmm. they get a lot of ideas of other things they could build that, that are similar to this. But I think we're just going to get this this huge download of all this information going to be coming here very soon. You know, yeah. so it's going to in the end, yes, I think it's going to be very very different. But, you know, Interesting, very different. Interesting. Okay, well look. We could continue to ask questions all night. Um, but one of the things I do want our our viewers and our listeners to get is that the first thing is you don't have to be in Sedona to benefit from the information and the knowledge that you're downstepping and that you're imparting because all your books are available worldwide. But also, if some if someone was to come to Sedona, they could take one of your tours just like we did and benefit from that. So can you tell us or, or give tell people how they can get in touch with you and how to, to book one of those tours? Yeah. Well, the best way is to go onto my uh, website and it's Seven Ray Order. We run it together, sevenrayorder.com. And uh, then there'll be step-down menus on the homepage. And click on what you want, but there's a, there's a book page, and there and there mm-hmm. is a uh, uh, city of the Star People tour page. Yeah. So there's pages for all these different things. Um, also, this is uh, the website for the Order of the Seven Rays, and this is the order that was created by these Pleiadians initially in order to disseminate this path of dragon that they brought to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so just remember sevenrayorder.com because that's got, that's got it all. And there's a lot of explanations for things too, like who is Sanatama, who are the Kumaras, what is the dragon path? What are all these things mm-hmm. that we've been talking about? So a lot of explanations there. Yeah, good, super, yeah. super, super. Do you want to ask anything, Angelos, before we close? I just want to know what you know about the ant people. Ant people. Well, I, I can't say I know a lot about the ant people, but of course the Hopis, when the other ones talk about the ant people, that the ant people invited them into the inner earth uh, during this time of the, the deluge. Um, but I have seen dances where the dancers dressing up like the ant people, and they look just like the greys. And this mm. is and this kind of confirmed my idea that these. These underground chambers and um, tunnels and, mm-hmm. and so forth were created by extraterrestrials because you know they simply did not have the didn't have the technology, and I think that I think that you would find also if you were to go to uh, 
some of the native tribes here, the Navajo and Hopi or Zuni and uh, Yavapai, and they would they probably tell you the same thing that it was actually you know extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, and not to be feared. Not to be not to be feared. No, because yeah. Clifford Mahoney, uh, he was a Zuni man, and he just before he left, he left his body in, a couple years ago. He was the one that was making the connection, talking all about, about the uh, the extraterrestrials having come here all the time in ancient times, and they, they knew this. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know the Hopis talk um, about the Kachinas. When they talk about Kachinas, they are talking about the the, the extraterrestrials. And, mm-hmm. and the Hopis say they started on Lemuria and then they came to North America. But when they're in Lemuria, they were with Kachinas. When they came, they were Kachinas, and they met the king Kachina, who was the king of the earth, uh, Masao. And then they were, went on migrations with Kachinas. They lived among Kachinas. They made it with Kachinas. And there's a belief amongst them also that when they be, reach the highest level of evolution, they become a Kachina. You know, so they're intimately related to to the extraterrestrial races. So, and you find that, and that's the one thing when you start opening your eyes is you'll see. It's so many ancient traditions, you know, the Hopis and Lakota and Cree and Cherokee, of course, and the Mayan and, 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 and Tibetan and so many of the others around the planet. They all say, you know, we're, we're Pleiadians. We, we descend from Pleiades. Um, and uh, because of interbreeding, this is another reason we're, we're all Pleiadian now, because of interbreeding, we all have Pleiadian DNA, all of us do, you know, so we all have that. And, um, and it's my belief that if there's one thing that's going to unite us together as one people during the fifth world is that, that we're all Palladians, that we're finally going to embrace our star identity. And I think that's what every planet has to go through that stage before they start connecting with other planetary star races and other planets to have, a, have their own star identity and, and we're, we're Palladians. And that is a beautiful note on which to finish because it, it's it's positive, it's uplifting, it's, uh, it removes the fear of the future, it removes the fear of what's going on now on the 3D level. And it gives us, I think, hope for the future, gives us something to look forward to. And also it, it, it gives me the feeling of there's so much more to learn, so much more to know and so much more to do on a positive level. So thank you, Mark, for being with us today. We appreciate it so much. And uh, thank you, Angel Rose. And until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose and from Mark Pinkham. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.